At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is Harvard Handicappers here on Wednesday, January 24th. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin, and Zach Cohen alongside. We got a full crew, and it's a good day to have a full crew because we got a lot to get to. After I recorded yesterday, Adrian Griffin got fired. So we have not um, shared our thoughts on Griffin going bye-bye, what it means for the Milwaukee Bucks. Luckily, the Bucks do play today, so we can talk about that and much more. I'm also uh, recovering from watching UNLV as an 11-point favorite lose by 30 last night. So that was absolutely Oof. incredible. Oh, boy, what a worst loss in program history, maybe. Uh, all right, boys, what's up? We'll go around the room. Zach, how's it going? Pretty good. Oh, yeah, I mean, I thought that the Griffin thing was, you know, it's weird to say it's long overdue and it was this quick, but it, like, right. it felt like it was going south right away and like, this decision needed to be made. I'm, I'm actually – I commend them for even making the move because it's a hard one to make, but I, I do think they needed to. And I actually – like. I don't love Doc Rivers, but like for what they need, you know, as an adult in the room that has experience, you know, winning regular season games, getting things in place, you know, it might not be all that innovative, but he's a smart guy. He's won a lot of games in his career. I think that he's a good coach for him. Yeah. First off, just great to see you fellas. It's uh, whenever I miss a couple of days, I miss you guys. I just, I just miss you so much. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, I feel like we were talking about this like in you know what November the in season tournament like this is uh, I I think uh, I I could say two two statements here I think it was I, I agree with what you with what everything you just said Zach and it was probably time to make this change uh, I think it takes a lot of cojones to make a change like this when you got the record you do I don't know if Doc Rivers is the answer though. <laughs> Right. Uh, I know we were all texting yesterday and you're kind of kind of joking around about this stuff. And it's like, man, when it becomes official, you're like, all right, like, yeah, I kind of thought uh, a change could could be good here. I don't really know how how well this is going to go, though, with Doc in place there. Yep. And uh, I think, you know, we got to talk to yesterday on VEASAN primetime Raheem Palmer. And, uh, you know, he's been on this pod before and I love Raheem. He's awesome. And he put it more succinctly and I think poetically than I did, which is, 
look, Doc Rivers, you bring him in to assure that your 50-win team is going to be a 50-win team, right? Like, he's going yeah. to make sure that you achieve, you know, your baseline of production. He's yeah, – I call him a, like a roll-the-ball-out coach, which is somewhat insulting. But, you know, for, to a certain extent, he is. Like, he'll he'll scratch babies and kiss hands and do all those sort of things and, and do what he needs to do to maintain a locker room with a lot of big personalities and make sure that they achieve what they're supposed to achieve. But as far as – as I call it, adding wins at the margins, making sure that you're going to solve the problems that you're supposed to solve, um, you know, making adjustments in playoff series when, when you're up and teams start to make adjustments and you've got to make adjustments to then make sure you win those playoff series. I don't think that's going to be the case. So, like, I think, do they get better? Because I think it was pretty clear they didn't like Adrian Griffin for whatever yeah. reason. So maybe things get a little bit better. But, I mean, Kelly, I'll start with you. Then, Zach, you can answer does like Tim asked me, does this change anything for you? Like you run into bet bucks, like futures and anything like that? Cause I would say no, no, not at all. Um, I do think, you know, I do think the way their team is constructed, the, the, the only way this they can go is up from here. I, I think that's odd to say, even when for a two seed, with, yeah, for a two seed <laughs> with their record, but like we all knew this offense was going to be this good heading into the year. And they've maintained that level basically throughout the entirety of the season. And, I, you know, I think what, while we, why we were so quick to kind of question whether this fit was right with Adrian Griffin, it was, okay, you got to work on two things for the most part. This defense is going to take a step back. We know that, but can you improve it through the course of the season? And then this Dame Giannis pick and roll that we all thought was going to be absolutely magical that we haven't really seen completely play out that way. It's okay. Can you get that better through the course of the season? And Look, th we're we're three months in. Ne neither of those has it. They've been bad. Neither of them have really gotten better, especially the defense. And yeah, I think that's where I'll just you know go back to what you said, Zach. Like I'll applaud them for making a move like this right now. It's but you had to make it now. You couldn't really wait too much longer because the idea is somebody else. Somebody else is going to get in there, and now we know who it is. Doc Rivers going to get in there, and you've got to improve these type of th those things before you get to the playoffs. Or else you you have a ceiling. You have a ceiling on this team that I don't I don't know um, that includes an NBA Finals run. I, I think right now at best it probably it's an Eastern Conference Finals. I think the reason it was easy to go with Doc though is because he had seemingly been pulling some strings behind the scenes anyway. Yeah, that was a crazy report. Yeah, yeah like, I don't think any of us knew that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess they were just like, whatever, this guy's coaching the team anyway. We might as well get rid of the guy that's causing all the problems and just put Doc in charge anyway. But, you know, it's interesting because, like, I think Mike Budenholzer is a better coach than Doc Rivers. I also think that the Bucks would have been in better shape right now if Terry Stotts was there and we're, you know, their interim head coach because I think that's a brilliant offensive mind, proven head coach that I think definitely would have figured out the offense. Like, that's almost the thing that went south to me that is the biggest problem for this Bucks team is that – Griffin ran stops out of town. Yep. I actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Zach. My thought was, no, don't call Zach, or excuse me, don't call Zach. Uh, don't call Doc. Call call Terry Stotts. Mm -hmm. Tell him, like, dude, if you're not going to call Bud to tell him to come back, tell Terry Stotts to come back. Like, hey, look, he's gone, right? You didn't like him. Like, come back and do, work your magic. You've worked with Damian Lillard before. You're a good offensive mind. Like, help us out here. You can be an adult in the room. Like, let's go. Like, come back. And I thought that was going to be the move. Not go and get the guy who was – helping the guy who got fired. And I want to say this. So I'm not, look, I mentioned this on, on, I do local radio, right? The afternoon drive. And it was right after the Bucks lost to the Pacers for the fifth time or for the fourth time in five games, whatever it was. Right. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Giannis after the game, like made some joke. Cause they asked him about like, Hey, 
you know, you've lost to this team four to five times. Like, do you, like, what do you think about this if you meet them down the road? And he, and he did the Giannis thing where he's like, oh, I think about it all the time. I, I think about it before I have sex. And, you know, and everybody laughs like, ha, 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 it's funny. But, like, to me, and maybe I'm a little pessimistic, my thing was, okay, it's, you know, Giannis is a lot smarter than we give him credit for in that he's very good with the media. So instead of wanting to answer that question, he makes the funny joke. He disarms everybody. We all laugh. And then we move on and we don't get a real answer. No, answer the question, right? You've lost to this team four to five times. Why? What's going on? Same thing here. Mark Stein had a report that Giannis essentially chose this. And we all know, like they wanted Nick Nurse and he went out and he chose this guy. And now he got fired after 42, 43 games. Giannis should answer for this as well and be like, bro, you wanted this guy. It went south within months. What's going on? Because now you're at the point where you have enough power that you're pulling strings here. You should have to answer for why this went south so quickly. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean, though, in the NBA, right? Like, wait, what is – nobody answers for anything when you're a star player. Like, right? I mean, that's LeBron doesn't do an apology tour after every every NBA Finals he loses. No, but <laughs> at not, least I would say – I would at least say, Kelly, LeBron is in the point, though, where he at least gets criticism for it. Sure. Right? Is that oh, fair? Yeah, it, yes. It, like, if like you the, want to put it like that, absolutely. Yes. I think the – I said this a couple times yesterday, too. I think this is a great case study for – if anybody out there just thought it was only LeBron basically that had this overwhelming power to shape a franchise, you got proof yesterday that there is, I'm not going to just say it's Giannis, that this is the NBA now. Like this is NBA star power. And you could make a list probably of, you know, of six, seven guys that have the power to carve out what they want the team to look like, the coaching staff to look like. And it's become an acceptable part of the NBA. That's where I'm saying acceptable part of the NBA because we've now seen multiple franchises be willing to give a player that power. But yes, there is absolutely no repercussions for a player if things go sideways. I mean, there's none. And that's my whole point is Giannis is just, he's put himself in this position where it's lovable Giannis onto the Kumpo. Yeah. Where I think we don't, we don't, or like the collective we, right, kind of are getting smart to the idea of like, no, nah, he's like, you know, he's a little bit more cunning than you think he is, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, shucks, Giannis from Greece. And remember that time that he dog for the first time? It's great. Like, no, like, I mean, he's, you know, been he's, more, he's a shrewd businessman. He knows what he, he's doing. He's been more verbally outraged this season, too, than I can ever remember during, yeah. during, I mean, on the court, off the court, right, with the media, like you're talking about. But whether he's being positive or negative, he's great with the media, like you said. Like, he spins... He spins everything, you know, his way. And I don't really want to say spin. I think he's just, for the main part, pretty honest with the media. He might do trying to tricky things, like you said, or kind of, you know, make a joke to try to take uh, take some people off a point. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, look, either this stuff works or it doesn't. And, you know, if it doesn't over the course of the next few years, then that's when Milwaukee has to completely rethink things and blow the whole thing up. But it's a guy like him, he's got multiple years of doing this before, uh, you know, before anything with his career goes sideways. Oh yeah, of course. All right. And, uh, really quickly, cause you know, that's non, um, non betting stuff. Um, I'll ask you both, Zach, I'll start with you. Terror's ear trade. Does that do anything for you? It does, but not from a betting perspective. Like I, right. I, I'm not running to bet the heat, but I do think that he'd have been missing a guy like that, you know, a microwave yeah. scorer that plays hard. Like, I think that that's like the exact thing that they've needed for like two years now. So I mentioned it to you guys over text. I think that it puts the Heat like in that you know top four bucket in the East. I don't think that it makes them a, you know a championship contender, you know the team to pick in the Eastern Conference. But 
like the Miami Heat do. It gives them a shot to win any series. I think it helps them a lot. You know, they have a lot of guys in this rotation that can play and they fill multiple roles. So I think that they'll feel good about their chances against anybody in the playoffs. And I think that's just kind of what the Heat are. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to talk about this trade because I think it is a it's a bigger deal than most people are probably making it to me because, because of what you just said, Zach, they've needed this type of guy for, for multiple years, someone else that when this offense has completely bogged down, it's, Hey, can you go create your own shot and score 20 points for us tonight? And Terry Rozier has that capability. So I think it's pretty big, but just like we've talked about with the Knicks, just like we've talked about with the Pacers. All right. You make these trades. Great. They're, they're definitely a, a top four contender now, but it's, I, I'm not putting them ahead of Philly. I'm not putting them ahead of Milwaukee, even with everything we just talked about. And I'm not putting them ahead of Boston. Yep. Pretty easy. I, the way I put it with Tim the other day on primetime was um, it's more impactful when you get to a playoff series, right? Mm-hmm. Where like matchups actually matter and like, Hey, okay. And then you could take advantage of it. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's where I think you find the impact. So. We'll have to yeah, wait and I, see. If that's yeah, I think in the meantime, I mean, he's the he's the almost auto. Uh, I think he's almost the auto replacement for the Jimmy Butler role when Jimmy Butler needs to miss time, right? Like, I think he can kind of slide in in that way. So during the regular season, I think he helps him out like a little bit more in that aspect, JVT. But totally, once you get to the playoffs, it's a he's going to have to have a more defined role within that team than he's probably ever had in his career. So it is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yep. By the way, oh. shout out to CNN sports who broke the story about doc rivers. <laughs> Got to point that out. What were you going to say? So, Zach? Was I was so going to say like questioning a guy's role in Miami. Like we, we should know better. Like they'll I, figure it out. I, <laughs> no, I'm not stink. worried about yeah. Zach. Yeah. Not worried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they stink. They stink. Don't fall for it. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we've got a pretty decent slate. So let's get into it. First up, Charlotte Hornets, Detroit Pistons. Pistons right now, we're looking at about a two and a half point spread with the total of 231 and a half and or 230 and a half. So everywhere in between. Who's the favorite this, JVT? Uh, did I not say who the favorite was? No, you didn't. I mean, I assumed everybody knew. It is the yeah, Detroit Pistons at home over the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, look, there's not much separating these two teams. So slap a two and a half or a three on the board, call it a day and see what the market wants to do with it. Uh, it looks like, I don't know if it's going to happen tonight. But Monty Morris is working his way bad toward making his season debut, so that's going to be a pretty good thing. Um, but anything for either of you here for Hornets Pistons? I got exactly. nothing. Yeah, I got absolutely nothing, nothing for me, buddy. <laughs> I would take the, I would, if I had to take something in this game, I'd go Hornets money line. Like I, I just think like they're the more talented team. You're getting a good price, but I don't feel great about it. Wow. So, I, so pretty quick, right? Yeah, scratch off for me, but I kind of had the th- same thoughts Zach did. <laughs> like, I, I did think, like, really? Like, Detroit's a three-point favorite here? Two and a half, whatever it is now? That's weird. So we're going to fight in our thoughts here. I thought it was Pistons or pass here for this one. <laughs> I, I, look, they're playing better. Their offense looks a little bit better. I also think Monty Morris coming back does, like, help a lot. Like, Monty Morris is a really good guard. He can handle. He can lead your offense. He can score three, you know, shoot at all three levels. We, we'll see what the workload is going to be like, but I think when you're this bad of a team, a player of that caliber does tilt the scales quite a bit, if that's fair. Like, again, I'm not running to go bet him, but I just thought it was Pistons or Pats. Well, and and Cade first came back tonight, right? I believe so. He is questionable to play, so that is the official designation for him. See? There you go. Man, I thought, thought, yeah. I thought. So we win. It's two passes to one. Yep. Uh, That's a good point. That's a good point. No need to to play the sound. No need to play the sound. 
All right. As Kelly really, like, he's really into this search of whether or not Kate Cunningham's going to play in the but, game that he's yeah. not going to bet. <laughs> I'm seeing it. You know, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not betting it at all. I, I'm trying to help the audience out there. I'm seeing, I am seeing from, uh, from Pistons reporters he is probable to play tonight. Okay. All right. There we go. So maybe that's on the injury report. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's the uh, the word on the street. The official designation is uh, questionable, but either way, it sounds like Cade Cunningham is going to be back. Money Morris coming off the bench, so uh, pretty solid in that regard. All right, next up, Minnesota Timberwolves, Washington Wizards. I'll let you guess who's favored here. Uh, 10.5, the current number right now, with a total that is at 230. Uh, anybody here besides myself have something where the Wizards are laying 11? No, uh, where the Timberwolves are laying 11 on the road against the lowly Wizards. Anybody but me? Anybody? Why don't you kick I, us off, JVT? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so this is part vibes, part matchup. If we're going with the vibes aspect first, I loved that after scoring 62 points the other night against the Charlotte Hornets of losing, Chris Finch came out and was like, that was embarrassing. Yeah. That was ridiculous. It was lazy defense. We were shot hunting. We lost the game. That was absolute nonsense that I watched out there on the on the floor, like completely destroyed them in the postgame press conference. And I think if there's going to be a time in which Chris Finch is going to have this team locked in and ready to go, it's after two really bad losses. You blew the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder over the weekend. You come out on Wednesday, or excuse me, on Monday. You blow that game to the Charlotte Hornets. You give up an offensive rating to Charlotte of 130. You're the best defensive team in the NBA by a mile, right? Like, that should not happen. So I think that this is a really good effort to come out here, get really focused on Washington in terms of the actual matchup. Wizards, a team that if they do have offensive success, it's within four feet of the basket. Uh, but I think they're about 14th in terms of frequency. They're top five in terms of rim, uh, rim, uh, rim shooting. This is a top five defense in both regards in that end for Minnesota. Given the vibes, given the effort, given everything that I expect here, Wizards team total under 109 and a half the play for me in this one. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I, I do think that this is – I haven't bet anything here yet. Um, I I think this is one of those few cases or, or looks you get in the NBA. I just wish I wish this point spread wasn't this much, obviously. Like, this is – I do think this is one of those few times in the NBA regular season that you do get an opportunity to know truly what a team's motivation level is going to be because sure. I cannot imagine them rolling out flat after what happened the other night. So – um, I haven't played anything yet. This might end up being a small play on just the full game uh, spread for me. Uh, was looking at playing them first half, but Minnesota not one of the better first half betting teams so far uh, in the associ- uh, association this year. Um, I might end up playing it. It's a big number, but I might end up playing it. I, I had a slight lean on the Wizards, honestly. I didn't end up taking it, obviously, but it was, uh, you know, they're 13-10-1, I believe, against the spread since the start of December. Have been a lot more competitive than they have been earlier in the year. Uh, also coming into this game on two days of rest. So that's kind of the reason I didn't go with Minnesota, who I agree with you guys. Like the spot says that this is going to be a game where they show a lot of effort, but I ultimately decided to stay away. I did love Chris Finch. That was, that was awesome. Yep. And I'll say Zach to like, to the point of why I bet went team total as generally when I go team total, a lot of the times you guys, it's one where from a side perspective, I kind of like that side. I just can't get a full into it. Right. right. Like, cause you know, I, I think there's a reality in which we at Washington does stay inside of this number. But I think what I'm kind of really buying into, because, of course, Minnesota still kind of stinks on offense. Like, that's like their big bugaboo. And so I think there's a reality where you come out, you have a good defensive effort, you slow the game down, but you still can't win by margin because your offense is what your offense is, and Washington then by extension covers. So uh, I figure that you look at that under the uh, team total was, for me, the safer option in a game like this, if you will. So um, Yeah, just looking up there, 5.6 margin of victory for the Minnesota Timberwolves. For the season, right? 
Yeah, for the season. Yeah, yeah. Was just, yeah. I was just kind of looking at it. Boston, number one at 9.7. Philly, number two at 8.3. Oklahoma City, 7.9. And then a pretty big drop-off. You got Clippers, 5.9. Minnesota, 5.6. Come in at fifth best. There you go. All right, next up on the rotation, Memphis on the road against Miami. So I mentioned that uh, I, th- I texted you guys in the group chat. Like, there was, like, six different plays that I wanted. Like, I've only bet two, but, like, there's, like, six yeah. that I'm kind of like, man, I really want to get into this card today. Uh, this is one of them. So Memphis on the road against Miami. Total right now is down to 212 and a half, 213. Miami is laying 10 and a half here against the Memphis Grizzlies in a game in which the total is at 213 points. Um, I get it to an extent, and it's weird because right after they lost um, Desmond Bain for the injury and Marcus Smart as well, we kind of threw around, I threw around at least the term Pistons of the West, right, for the for the Memphis Grizzlies. And then I watched them play against the Golden State Warriors. Then I bet them against the Toronto Raptors. Like, there's still some feistiness to this team. There's still some competency to this team. They're still pretty decent defensively. They still have Jaron Jackson Jr., Like in a game like this where the total is so low and I still expect an above average defensive effort from from Memphis, I am very, very tempted to come in here and again back them as a road underdog only because I feel like that's a very large margin to win by in a game in which we expect a very low score. Zach, what do you think? I liked the under in this game, so I have no problem with you taking the points. I agree with that logic. Anytime you have a you know a total that low and a spread that large, like it's hard for both of them to hit. So I see a pretty good scenario in which you know you cover and the under hits. I mean, the Heat have gone under in six straight games, still you know an elite defensive team, not playing an offense that doesn't really have a lot of options, and you know a team that still wants to be a defensive minded team even if they're losing all of their rotation guys. So I see this being a really low scoring game and. Yeah, it's hard to cover double digits in that in that circumstance. Jaime yep. Hawkins Jr. doubtful for this one. Anybody seen anything on Rozier? Just looking questionable right now. I mean, he's in Miami yesterday. He landed, so yeah. I would assume that pending would, physical or anything, he'd be out there. So yeah, me too. Um, me too. Probably gonna end up staying away from this. My my first look was to the under, though. I mean, this Grizzlies team is so decimated right now. It's just I I hear you though. I hear you though, JVT. A couple times I've turned them on too. I've been impressed by the effort they still seem to be giving out there. Um, and that part's been great. And I also don't know. I, I mean, the heat, the heat aren't running away with games usually. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. game under is probably still where I'd look here, uh, in this one. It, not a bet. Zach, did you bet this? I did not bet it. Okay. Just a strong lean for you. I, I think that's probably where it's going to end up for me too. But I, th- this was one I got close on as well. Yeah. And, and like the personnel just becomes more defensive oriented, right? Like Jacob Gilliard's tiny, right? I think I'm yeah. like six inches taller than him, but he's like, he's a solid defender. He is, we'll use the same word we use for all small guys. He's tenacious, right? We'll go after steals and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, and well, he, right, right. Yeah. And like, he'll at least stay in front of his guy. Um, right. Obviously Jackson, another, so very interested to see. Uh, I actually, I'm, I'm sickly attracted to watching this game tonight. So like, I kind of really want to watch <laughs> like and just see what exactly we're going to, we're going to see a transpire on the floor. Um, you know what? Right. I'm going to, I'm going to call in here. I'm playing the under. I'm playing the under. In this Good. Game. I mean, that was on the, I mean, for me, obviously, since I like the underdog, I think that heavily correlates to the under two. So, yeah, I think the other part that I think the other part about this is I'm, th- I was w- a little bit more worried about the Rozier instant offense, but man, I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be another situation where it takes a few games to figure out exactly how you fit him in and how this works. And I, I always, you know, I feel like we got a bunch of questions on Twitter about this too, with some of the recent acquisitions with it, there's one that at least significantly affects the rotation, I usually end up just staying away from the game for the most part for stay away from the team betting on or against for a few games, just to, 
because I want to see them work through things and get everything settled back into a rotation, then see what that team looks like. Because you never know how quickly things are going to click. Like sometimes it happens really quick with guys. Sometimes it takes a little while. And depending on what side you're betting, that can absolutely burn you. So I, I think this... I wouldn't expect that you're going to see Terry Rozier come in immediately tonight, make a massive different difference offensively. If anything, it might trip up a little bit what Miami's already been able to establish on the uh, on the court. By the way, you know how they have that ridiculous writing, like uh, in the in the uh, key right yeah, over this. Miami. Did yeah. you see the photoshopped <laughs> scariest Terryest yeah. like, <laughs> team in the NBA? Oh, uh, I hope he thrives there. Terry Rozier is a good player, so I, I, I really, really, I'm really rooting for Although, him. Too. I'll never forget, you can go look this up, when he was coming out of Louisville, they did like this rookie video, and he said one of his favorite things to make was spaghetti and sugar sandwiches, and Whoa. it has stuck with me forever, and it sounds like one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. So, Isn't that That's like when Will Ferrell eats an elf? Yeah, it's like right. when he just puts all like the sugar and everything together. Yeah, was that like maple good. syrup and spaghetti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, disgusting. I always like when people eat really weird things like that, so yeah, I'm even a bigger fan now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he really eats it. I think he was doing a bit, but still, if he does, I mean. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm hoping he's doing a bit, is what I'm saying. I'm hoping. He's not going to be eating that Miami, not with the fitness test. It's going to be one of the things that tears the relationship apart. It's like they wouldn't let me eat the spaghetti and sugar sandwiches. If I was more of a fan of Kyle Lowry, I'd feel like this is kind of a sad day, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I've, always, I've always respected the guy, but then it was like this Miami thing just like – was so bad for both sides. Like, it was like, all right, like, let's just end this. It's Adrian Griffin, basically. Oh, my God. Rip off the Band-Aid. Let's end this already. This is not helping anybody. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. It was spaghetti, ranch, dressing, and sugar. Ooh. I don't know if that's better or worse. It's worse. worse. Uh, (laughs) Quote, quote, just a little sprinkle. And then he proceeds to put, like, a handful on the sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a sweet and sour spaghetti. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it is kind of like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. It's like a sour yeah. cream and onion chip with some, uh, <laughs> dipped it in some sugar or something. All right. Next up on the list, and the other one of the uh, the tempting sides for me here Portland Trailblazers on the road against the Houston Rockets. Rockets up to a 10 and a half point favorite. Uh, total is sitting at 221, 221 and a half, and 220 and a half. So, again, wide variety of uh, floating around a point. Get whatever the total you want is here. Uh, all right, you guys tell me. And Zach, I'm going to start with you here because I think. Did you watch? You because you had a bet on the, the Shea Gilders Alexander. Did you watch? I didn't end up watching. He hit it in the first half. Like I think in the yeah. first half or right away. I just, I did not watch it. So because my thing is here, this this is a very basic. I call these right bets of principle. You closed as about a 14 point underdog on the road against Oklahoma City. In what universe is Houston three and a half points less right than than, than th- the Thunder? Like that gap is much wider. What are we doing here? I understand the situation. It's the third game in four nights, all on the road for Portland. Yeah. Portland, to their defense, though, has been playing better basketball. They've been covering spreads with a little bit more frequency. I just see this number and go, there's no shot. There is no way that you go to OKC, close 13 and a half, 14, and now you're here in Houston catching 10 and a half. That doesn't compute to me. You're both mm. nodding. All right, I'm on the right track here. No, I, I, go, go, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Yeah, look, I'm not on your side, JVT, but I was. I'll tell. I'll put it this way. I was really eager to see what this number was so I could bet the Houston Rockets. And when it opened up, I was like, okay, never mind. I have absolutely right. no interest whatsoever in this. Uh, and then it. Ballo- I mean, what? I think it opened like nine, and then we're yep. ballooned to double digits. Like, yeah, it, the only side I could possibly look is Portland. But it is. It is. Uh, that that was an easy one for me to cross off. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like Houston is coming off two days of rest. They sure. just had a pretty bad loss. And I don't know. Dylan Brooks what, what is back. The, yeah. Yep. What about what is the emotional toll of playing the night after, you know, a protest? A protest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you I think you go out guns a blazing, right? You're yeah. like, no, we are the rightful winners last yeah. night. Wait, let's go do it again. You know, yeah. like. It's all ne- – look, I totally understand it, and this is what has kept me off of it, right? Because there's there's a lot of negative situational things here for Portland that kind of put you in the situation – we talk about it all the time, right? Which is sometimes you pay a tax for the situation that you're in. This right. would clearly be one of those, which is why I'm kind of like, all right, I'm not diving in feet first, but like definitely – if you were to if you were to put a gun to my head and be like, bet this game, I'd be like, save me, Chauncey Billups, because I would be in on Portland. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because I actually I, I do like both of these kind of spots for Houston and Minnesota tonight. But I'm just I don't know how many times and I, I think the answer is zero of that I've done it so far. And I don't really know how many times I'm going to for the rest of the NBA regular season be looking to lay double digits sure. with Minnesota or Houston with just the. The offenses, offense inefficiencies that both of those teams have. Um, yeah, I think that's that's always one that's going to be uh, easy easy for me to move on from when I see them as double digit favorites. Okay, well let's take a break here. When we come back, we open talking about Adrian Griffin and the Bucks. So let's talk about the Bucks who are back in action today. They get Kelly's beloved red hot Cleveland Cavaliers. Can the Cavs keep it going tonight? Bucks are a seven-point favorite. The total currently sitting right now at uh, 236 and a half across the board. Kelly, I've called them your Cavaliers. Uh, sure. You are our musketeer. So what are we doing here? Oh, uh, this is man. now seven. What are we doing? This Cavs team, they've been absolutely incredible. Uh, we're talking about, what, over the past nine games, eight and one. Mm-hmm. Best net rating in the NBA. Best defense in the NBA. Top five offense. Mm-hmm. Everything's got everything's written Milwaukee here, right? I can't. I I I'm not betting this. I am. I'm staying away. This Cavs team has been hotter than hell. Um, I'm not going against them, but you know, from everything that we talked about from that first segment about Milwaukee and the pressure that is on Giannis, it, these are the moments where, uh, yeah, put up or shut up, right? Like you just got you. You basically just got someone fired. You're you're retinkering with the coaching staff. Yes, I would expect after everything that went down last night that Giannis at least has in his mind that he needs to go out there and put put up a big-time performance tonight against the Cavs. Um, I would expect to see, you know, all the effort in the world out of Milwaukee that we t- we do often see when there are coaching changes uh, in the NBA, in sports, and you get a little bit of a jacked-up team after that. I think that's what you're going to get out of Milwaukee tonight. I just don't, with how hot Cleveland's been, I can't lay six and a half, seven points. That's where I was. I, I look, The spot screams bucks, but, you know, I mean, I guess I didn't even really answer the question before, but I don't think Doc Rivers is going to fix this defense. I think it's a personnel issue. So I think that, you know, like just based on what we've seen recently, like it wouldn't shock me at all if the Cavaliers go in there and just put up like 125 or 130 because of the way they've been shooting the ball. So I thought that the Bucks were the right side, but I'm a little too afraid to lay the points. Cowards, both of you. <laughs> yep. I'm in, baby. There I like six and a half with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'll say, so I, I accept everything that you have said to hear about this matchup. Uh, I will go with the, the number perspective as well, which is what I wrote about in the column today, which is before Giannis was a late scratch last week, they were laying four, four and a half in Cleveland. That would translate to about six and a half on a neutral. Well, here we are. I got to lay six and a half this morning in Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? Like this, for me, you see that clear market adjustment on the power rating for Cleveland and or both, right? Like both could kind of be moving in the mm. same direction. 
But I think since there is a clear and tangible adjustment, and I know that Milwaukee is going to be healthy, I know that Milwaukee is back at home after the firing of Griffin situationally. It makes some sense here. All of those things together were enough for me to go, you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet. Let's let's lay six and a half with Milwaukee on a number that I think is clearly uh, some value here at laying it. So, boom, bucks, let's go. Fear the deer. I'm yeah, in. don't blame you at all, my friend. All right, next up. Now we're going to get a start to get into the uh, – Zach's been kind of quiet. We're going to get into the portion of the uh, the card, which uh, Zach's got some stuff going on here, so I'll give it to you here. The Thunder on the road against the San Antonio Spurs, 242 for 242.5. The total right now spread 8.5 in favor of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I ask you the same question, but in reverse, Zach, what is the effect of getting a fraudulent win yeah. and having it under protest now going on the road to take on the Spurs on no rest? Yeah, they played the famed protest game last night. I think they had to work a lot harder for that win than they thought they were going oh, yeah. to. So I, I do think that there are going to be some tired legs tonight. At the same time, you know, San Antonio has been covering spreads you know, pretty often lately. Uh, we've mentioned it before on the pod, like the last few days, like this Spurs team is a completely different team since moving Wembenyama to center. And I think that, you know, the 11 game stretch that in which they're nine and two against the spread lately, they're playing league average defense, which might not be all that exciting, but when you are one of the worst teams in the league defensively, league average defense is really pretty damn good. So I think that it's going to be tough for the Thunder to go in there and win by nine or more. Uh, I also think like you know, just kind of narratively, you know, you're looking at a rookie of the year race that I now think is more open than it was earlier in the year. Uh, this is when Benyama's chance to kind of outplay Chet on a national stage. So I think that this is a spot where I think the Spurs keep it close. Yeah, this is um, actually surprisingly, I was looking at the San Antonio side here too. Trey Jones, do we have an update on him? Questionable right now. I can't imagine he plays after seeing that the other night. I think it's wrong side of questionable, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's the way I would put it, too. I mean, man, when he went down the other night watching that live, I was like, oh, man, we've been talking about this, too, about, you know, getting him more time on the court and everything and how much better they've been. Um, I don't, I'm not going to do anything side or total here to your point about the rookie of the year matchup, though I, th- I think I'm going to end up playing some overs on Wemby props tonight. I, I mean, it's the Chet doesn't have the full control of the offense, uh, you know, to be able to, do whatever he wants, whatever he wants. And not to say that Wemby does, but you don't have a whole lot of other weapons on that San Antonio side. I think offensively look for him to be uh, involved early and often throughout this game. Hey, all right. A quick question here. Yeah, I, actually in a quick rookie of the year. Um, if you, if you like, let's say the thunder tonight, am I betting Chet Holmgren minus one Oh five? Like, will the market just be that blind <laughs> to just go, I mean, winner of this, right? He's got to lead. It's a head-to-head matchup. He's got to be in the lead for rookie of the year. It's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't hate that number to begin with because, like, like I've been saying right. the whole time, I feel like you've been very pro Chet. If Chet gets an all-star vote, like if he gets an all-star spot, which I don't know if he will anymore, I like think if he does get one, he's winning the award. So, like, yeah. what do you think the odds are that he gets one? I guess that's the question I have. <laughs> okay. It's uh, th- this race is so tough. I, it's so tough. I I don't know if I'm mad at myself that I, ha- I, I yeah I'm mad at myself. I didn't get involved with the Chet ticket earlier, but at this point, I think it's really t- tough to get involved with because I I would say that there's with how well this Oklahoma City team has played, how well he's played on the team, that minus one hundred five is that what you said? It's current current odds minus one hundred five at DraftKings. Yep, like that feels really damn cheap on Chet right now. But at the same time, we're hitting the point in the season where like this is. 
it's just going to be improve Wemby. I, I mean, this was this was this was the goal for the entire season, but especially now we've gotten to the point of late January. You know exactly where you sit at in the standings. Like this is, I think we're going to be we're going to be seeing some monster Wembenyama games uh, here through the end of the season. That you've got to wonder. You, you know, you play the narrative conversation, right? It's the okay, a significant player on a playoff team. I would hope that people treat that as more a more important uh, accomplishment. Uh, for a rookie of the year when you're deciding this, but I don't know, are women Yama highlight reels in massive nights going to, you know, steal the, steal the show at the end. I, I, I don't really know. So it's not right now. It's one I'm not really looking, looking to get involved with. Don't know that I will be uh, throughout the rest of the season. I'll say that. I think I actually hope San Antonio comes out and pulls the upset so that check can go to a plus price and I can add some Chet Holmgren. Hmm. Right. Yep. I think that would be a pretty good way to, yep. to attack it. All right. That ends our rookie of the year conversation. Next up on the board here, Phoenix and Dallas today. Suns two and a half total currently sitting pretty high uh, at about 240 and a half across the board. 241 questionable tags for Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic at last look for myself. We'll double check right now to see if that has changed. That has not. So Seth Curry, Luka Doncic, Dante X and Kyrie Irving, all questionable. Uh, Zach, you are our son's whisperer, uh, I would think, because you followed the Mavericks pretty closely, too. Exum's been, like, doubtful and out. I would assume a questionable is kind of an upgrade for him. We expect him. But what do we do here? Because this was also one of the bets that I had circled, uh, which was, again, just kind of getting back on the Suns train. I can't quit him. I talked yesterday about this when I was without you guys. Like, you see it. You see it in that yeah. comeback where they just come. They come back. The shots are going down. The offense looks great. I And I texted you guys. Holy smokes. Can we stop complaining about the fouls, both the broadcast and them? Like part of that first half against Chicago was 20 minutes of just bitching about fouls the entire time. Just play and you'll eventually come out on top. And that's what they did in the second half. But what do we make of the Suns as road favorites here, Zach? If I had to do something, I'd go Suns minus two and a half, mostly because of that injury report for the Mavericks. Like, I feel like if anybody ends up sitting this game out, the Suns really should win. But I agree with you. Like they didn't cover that game against Chicago, but there was like, there was an it factor that the Suns were lacking earlier in the season that they definitely now have. Now that they're healthy, they're finding ways to win games and rally together. I think they're all learning to play with each other, and the defense has just been you know, a whole other level compared to what it was early in the season. So I do think Phoenix is learning how to win games together. I think that you are right that they are going to start just kind of consistently rattling off you know, four and five and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, I think two and a half is a pretty good number to be laying. I went with just a player prop in this game. I took Grayson Allen over 11 and a half points and Grayson Allen over 14 and a half points for half a unit at plus 170. I just thought that, you know, there's going to be a lot for the Mavericks to figure out defensively in this game. I think a lot of that focus is going to be on the stars, leaving kind of, you know, Allen to shoot some wide open threes, which he's shooting just about 50% this season. He had 32 in a game against the Mavericks earlier in the year. You know, if this game does end up going over a total of 240, I think that a lot of people are going to be going Overs on Booker, overs on Durant, overs on Beal. But I do think that it's going to be Allen that has some really good looks at the basket and is just kind of an afterthought, especially with, you know, the way the Celtics hunted Luka last game. The Suns are going to try to do the same thing, and the Mavericks are going to try to respond to that in some way. And I think that the way they do it is kind of leaving the role players like Nurkic and Allen to beat them. Yeah, and what, Eric Gordon questionable for this one too, right? Mm-hmm. Might even lead to more more minutes, more shots for Grayson Allen. I like that prop bet. Um, I'm in on Phoenix. I bet this on the opener uh, last night. 
not a massive, massive bet for me, but just when seeing that it opened at like Suns one, I mean, I know we're only up to out to two, two and a half now. Um, I think it would still be a fair bet, but when you're, when I was sitting there yesterday, looking at questionable tags on Kyrie and Luca, as you guys mentioned, and what Phoenix has been doing recently, um, it, it was a pretty easy pull for me. I, I think we'd, the Suns were always going to talk. The ceiling's always going to be there for this team. It's just the consistency. It's nice to see them finally starting to put some of that together. So, I mean, eight and three over their past 11, you're talking about fourth and net rating on garbage time minutes over that time. Top six, both offense and defense. Dallas been struggling a little bit. Dallas gone through a gauntlet too. Like there might not be like crazy, crazy rest differential going into this game or anything in Phoenix's favor, but like the gauntlet of teams that Dallas has had to go through. wonder how that wears down on these guys. And maybe that's what we're seeing in the injury report uh, as well here. So I, I am on the Phoenix side tonight. All right, last one. Let's get this thing done. The Golden State Warriors finally in action after, of course, a really long layoff due to the unfortunate passing of uh, one of their assistant coaches. Right now against Atlanta, we're looking at the spread six and a half in favor of Golden State. Totals at two thirty-five and a half. Uh, Zach, I'll go to you because I know you got something here. I, I, I don't know what you do with a team like Golden State. The rest is obviously there for them, but rest yeah. for this long of a stretch, and given why you had that rest, I think does turn into a negative against an Atlanta Hawks team that has been along the east, the west coast and been playing basketball uh, while you've had to have these days off. Yeah, I wrote that in my column. Like, it's it's a big edge in rest, but, like, it's not like these guys were in Cancun on vacation. Like, it's, you know, emotional, like, grieving. You know, you don't know how these guys are going to deal with it. There's there's that aspect of it, you know, a lot of, like, sleepless nights. And then there's also just a real rust factor when you don't play for this long. And then on top of that, I subscribe to your line of thinking of, like, you know, this team isn't as bad as we think without Trey Young. You know, it's more minutes with Murray at the ball in his hands. And like you said, the Murray-Jalen-Johnson combination is great. I think that this Hawks team – It's a little underrated without Young, and I just think that, like, what we saw from Golden State before all of this was a mess. Like, this is a really bad basketball team. I don't think that this time off fixes it. I don't think that anything fixes it without, you know, a a really good move with the deadline. They've lost eight of their last 11, only covered in five of those games. So I just think this is a lot of points for them to be laying against a team that I think is going to be in there and be ready. Yeah, this is, uh, is, you know, these types of conversations are always tough. We are a sports betting podcast. We're for a sports betting network. Um, So we got to look at things through the frames uh, frames of betting. This is, um, would be Golden State or pass for me. I I think I would be shocked to see Golden State come out after what happened, what they've been through and actually look flat uh, on the court. But this was the more, I, you know, the longer I had time to think about this game, this matchup, it, it, it ended up being a pass for me. I've just, this is, you don't see, you know, kind of exactly like you were just talking about. You just don't see this kind of time off in the NBA that often in the middle of the season. You don't really, you have no idea what different guys' head spaces are and how much it's affected. It's just, it's too much mind reading that go that, that has to go into this on the Golden State side for me for me to get there. Um, but it, that that is where I would lead tonight, at least. All right, easy enough with that. Best bet recap. Zach, go ahead. I have the Spurs plus eight, Hawks plus six and a half, Grayson Allen over 11 and a half points, and then an alternate on Grayson Allen over 14 and a half points. Um, Kelly? Suns money line for me, and then I will be on that Grizz Heat under. All right. uh, For me, Bucks minus six and a half. I think it's still playable at seven. And the Washington Wizards team total under 109 and a half. And um, now you guys didn't convince me enough. 
I was going to go with, and Memphis Grizzlies outright. Let's go. But uh, not, not enough. Not enough. Yeah, that's right. I think I was, I, I was waiting for one of you to convince me, I think, on the uh, either on the Timberwolves uh, or the Rockets. But you were, if anything, you were on the other side. So, yeah, never mind. Play it, you coward. How's that for convincing? How'd that go for you the other night? <laughs> oh, wow. He wins one. He wins one. This is what we get. All right. Actually, all right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. What was that last night? I definitely lost uh, one of you guys, though, two, like two nights ago. Uh, no, two nights ago, you cleaned the floor with us, actually. Um, yeah. You were head-to-head with Zach. You were head-to-head with me in a little bit of a battle, and uh, you won both of them. W- wasn't there a Dallas-Boston matchup? I was on, da- I was on Dallas. I thought we, we were, were all on Dallas. All oh, three we were all on Dallas. That was a friendship. <laughs> yeah. Our friendship is weak. Oh, God, man. In I fairness, the Cavs only beat the Magic by 27. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I knew I was yeah. on the opposite side of you two on those two. I didn't know what the cat with the or what the Mavs Boston situation was. Great. <laughs> yep, not fair. Uh, not fair. Always great when we uh, all lose. Sweet. Yep. Well, with that, uh, you don't lose if you like, rate, review, and subscribe to Harvard Handicappers, and you check out uh, vsin.com. I'll give you 10% off. Use the promo code LIVE. That's right, L-I-V-E. How about that, Kelly? Huh? Using my yep. airtime on your show to, to promote my own brand. Yeah, it works for me on Sundays, too. Good for, That's go a good point. It, yeah, see? So you should have been in for it. Yeah, you should have been in on it. You should have been in on it. All right, folks, we appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicappers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.